the very first rule of getting to 100,000 streams is that you do not need 100,000 streams from just one song. This is about building a catalog. This is about using a number of songs on Spotify to build a recurring, predictable payout from your distributor. Whether that's DistroKid, a label, whoever you're working with. You wanna be able to predict how much revenue you're gonna make per month, rather than hitting and hoping. Because what so many of us do is we upload a song we think is gonna do big numbers. You put time, effort, and energy into it. And then three months of hard work later, it doesn't do what you expect. Maybe you've invested time, energy, a lot of money in PR, radio, playlist, blogger, Facebook ads, whatever. And you think it's gonna be your big break. This EP's gonna change your life, but it doesn't. And the reason for that is sometimes because you haven't built a consistent streaming strategy. And so I wanna paint you some numbers here. Spotify has a data analytics center called Loud and Clear. And they're all about being transparent with their numbers. And so in 2022, they did some research and they showed that there are 9 million active Spotify artists, people regularly uploading new music. And out of those 9 million, only 3.6 million artists ever made it past 10 songs. We're down. If you've got not even 10 songs to think, I'm going to justify giving my music career everything. You can't even make it with your hobby to 10 songs. And of those 3.6 million, only 213,000 artists made it to 10,000 monthly listeners. So tonight, I want to show you an actual real roadmap that I use with my genuine clients, how to get from zero to 100,000 monthly listeners. Before I get to all the nitty gritty of how you do a 10,000 stream strategy, I want to explain the meaning. And starts by really breaking down the numbers. So 100,000 monthly listeners doesn't have to be one song. It could be 10 songs with 10,000 streams per month. Could be 20 songs with 5,000 streams per month each. And you start to stack and compound everything together. So if you think logically, many of you will be doing a January release, and then you've got a follow-up. Your song might be coming out in March. So you'd want to get 10,000 plays in January, and on song two, you want to get 10,000 plays in March, but also 5,000 plays on song one. When you do your April release, you want 10,000 plays on song three, but you also want 5,000 plays on song one, and 5,000 plays on song two. And that is how you get your monthly streams to start to stack and to compound. But we have to think about Spotify's royalty rates first. Don't know how many of you know, but Spotify pays 0.004 pennies per stream. It's embarrassing. 0.004 pennies per stream. So if you're out here giving up before you get to 1,000 plays, we have some work to do. If you're giving up before you get to 10,000 plays, we have some work to do. And so by that very maths, you've got 10,000, 100,000 plays is 400 pounds. And a million plays is 4,000 pounds. And the crazy thing is you might be thinking, that's not a lot of money. I agree. But you lot are releasing music already for free. In fact, you're losing money. 
you're putting money into videos, you're putting money into PR, money into playlist promoters, money into ads agencies, or worse, you're paying for a location for a video, you're hiring a car you can't afford, a video girl and a stylist that you can't afford, because you're releasing for the sake of your own ego. Let's be real. We all put music out there and we want ourselves to be excited by our campaign, but the numbers aren't exciting anyone. And so I have a rule that we never give up on the song until we get to 10,000 plays minimum. No matter how many posts it takes, whether that 10 posts, 21 posts, 35 posts, 42 posts, no matter how long it takes, you do not give up until you get to 10K minimum. And what happens, guys, the fact you break through that floor, you go way past 10,000. If your mentality is not to give up, you end up hitting 17,000 plays, 28,000 plays, 35,000 plays. You make your next release into your best release. And that's what I want for each of you is to not hit the cope anymore. We have a strategic way that we're gonna go, gonna go from zero to 10,000 streams. And I'll break this down for you tonight. Every step of the way, we're wondering what do my high school friends, what are my work friends, what is that random dude I met on a night out, what do they think of me pushing my music so hard? Be realistic and say, did we give up on ourselves? And that often comes from a place of judgment. And it's not that our community don't like what we're creating, we self-sabotage, you know what I'm feeling? Where we post less because we're worried about the judgment of others, what will they think if I'm posting so much about one song? Am I begging it? Well, I'm desperate. And so what I've learned about myself is if you make a pact that you will not give up, you will not take your foot off the gas, you will not change your strategy or think the process is broken until you've completed the strategy, then you can make a fair assessment if it worked or not. That's saying fair, logical, right? You can't change the game plan until you've completed the game plan. And so I think that's exactly where we need to begin. So I'm definitely gonna advise you to have a pen and paper to hand, they're gonna move fast. We're gonna go through the six different phases of the SARG campaign. We're gonna go in detail, and I, I stay intentionally strategic and I avoid going tactical. Tactics will evolve every year. Like the mechanisms that you use will change, whether Clubhouse is the hot new platform, whether Snapchat makes a resurgence, the tactics will always change. But the strategy of attention marketing stays constant. And so I want you to write this down. The six phases of a song campaign are, number one, the pre-announcement phase. Number two, the announcement. Number three is the pre-marketing stage. Number four is the release date. Number five is the post-marketing phase. And number six is starting a challenge. I'll repeat that, I'll repeat that full straight. So pre-announcement, announcement, pre-marketing, release date, post-marketing and starting a challenge. And so the pre-announcement phase, this is a one week phase before you tell people the name of your song, before you announce the artwork, 
think of it as week minus one, right? And so if your song was about a breakup, this is an opportunity to talk about the red flags you saw when you felt the relationship coming to an end. This is the time when you could sense, did you pick the right character in another person before you guys got together? Did you do anything yourself that contributed to the end of a relationship? What was the triggers that the other person did that contributed to the end of the relationship? So you're exposing your vulnerability. And this is flipping terrifying, again. You're talking about the real shit in yourself. You're not talking about some pretend fluffy stuff. Like artists who work with me don't do out now on Spotify, watch on YouTube, we don't do that shit. We go way deeper. And it takes one to know one. Because other people will start to resonate and vibrate with the messages that you're putting out. So when you're talking about some deep resonance with your music, your other fans in your community will start paying attention. Your song will speak to them. And they'll recognize this is relatable to my breakup, relatable to my shit, relatable to my parents not believing me. Whatever your song is about, fill in the blank. People will start to vibe with what you are about. In doing this, you're probably thinking, well, yeah, is it a photo? Is it a reel? Is it a story? Is it a what? These are tactics, guys. These are tactics. This is not strategy. This is not going to move the needle, whether it's 12 second story or whether it's a reel or whatever. I'm telling you to discuss your truth. And so you begin your campaign with seven days, pre announcement, cryptic teasing. So the next thing you'll be doing is an announcement. And the announcement, I always use this analogy of when it's your birthday, when you announce that you've popped the question to your girl, when you've announced that you're having a baby, when you've announced that you're graduating, you put a lot of energy and emphasis into this content, right? You know, you edit the picture perfectly, and you write this caption a hundred times, and you change the commas and the lines, and you do the emojis, and you want it to be perfect, yeah? Everyone recognize that? When it's your birthday, you make a big deal out of it. But when we announce new music, we just dash it up lazy. And we don't put the energy and the intention into the announcement. And so I want you to make an announcement so big, it's better than your birthday. So really put the energy into making a creative post. And the best way of doing this for me and my artists is a power image. A power image is really simple. You hold a laptop up. And on the screen of the laptop is your artwork. That's a power image. I have hundreds of artists, hundreds of artists who've done power images. I made them into a collage of my account. And these artists always think it's my best announcement ever. More people have engaged with it than ever before. And instead of just posting the artwork of your song, we're posting you with a picture of your artwork. And it will be so much more engaging because if you are gassed about your own release, other people will get gassed for you, right? And so I say that again, was that once you take a photo of yourself celebrating your own success, that you are excited to give them the music, you're not asking for clicks, likes, comments, saves, shares, whatever. You're giving this record as a gift to your audience that is the kind of energy that will attract and manifest into good vibes from your people. And so your announcement, I personally only share the artwork and the title. I do not share the release dates. 
The release date can be another post altogether. The pre-save link can be another post altogether. I hate pre-save campaigns personally. Don't even get me started on it. So we've covered pre-announcement, guys. I want to stay on topic. Pre-announcement, we've done. Tick. Announcement, we've done. Tick. Now we go for what? Pre-marketing. This is where we get into all of that good stuff. You know, you've announced the record, and until the day it comes out, what are you posting? And for many artists, they'll do one post and a story. I think that's enough. And you're worried about creating more, because you're like, my audience are getting tired of this. I don't want to do anymore. And so the, the method that my artists do is called the seven WHs. WHs stand for what, why, who, where, when, which, and how. Not a WH, but you get me. What, why, who, where, when, which, and how. And so each one of these is an individual reel, an individual TikTok, an individual YouTube short, to whatever platform you're posting on, one post per WH. You're gonna start with a sentence of contextual information about your song, and then you're gonna do a lip sync performance of your song. Now people go shallow on TikTok. They say, I wrote the best breakup song ever. You can't really claim that. You've not written the best breakup song ever. We all know that's a lie. So you go deeper. And so if you said, I wrote a song about a toxic ex messing with my head so much to the thought I was going mad, this song gave me healing, that is making an identifiable statement that many people who have been through that trauma will want to listen to. And my number one piece of advice for you all, big secret, only use the verse in the pre-marketing period. Do not use the chorus. But what happens is you're going to hammer it. You'll post it seven to ten times. And then on song release day, no one gives a shit about the song they're fed up. They've heard the chorus way too many times. But if you push the verse in the pre-marketing period, by the time you get to song release day, then you unveil the chorus for the very first time, there's something new to be exciting about. And it gives you new fuel and new ammunition for your post-marketing phase. We're finally at your release date. Now your release date, I use all four Instagram functions, live, posts, photos, stories, and the reels in one day. You lot look at me like I'm crazy, but here we go. The night before your song comes out, I highly, highly recommend an Instagram live listening party. I had two artists do it last night. One had 11 people on the stream, one had eight people on the stream. They had the best experience of their life. It was like a, it's like a headline show on Instagram live. They did a little bit of chat for what the song was about. They told people you know, when it was coming out at midnight tonight. They performed the song twice each did a bit of Q&A and then they wrapped up. It took about 20 minutes. Both of them felt phenomenal when they left the live and their audience was just full of energy going into release it. And you best believe those people, the first song they searched for at midnight was Jimmy and IMV, right? And so I'm so proud of those guys following the system. Night before your song release, Instagram live listening party. Clear your schedule. You cannot be busy on your own release date. You chose it. 
I see people being studio sessions all day, being on holiday. I'm like, fuck you, pick this release day for. Like, pick a day when you're available to work, not a day you're going to be unavailable. But that's by the by. Night before Instagram Live, morning off your song release, you want to do a power image. But this time, you're going to hold up your phone with Spotify now playing your song on your phone. So the artwork, the song is being played on your own phone. And you take a picture, I know what you're about to ask. You borrow a phone from a friend. I know what you're about to ask, trust me. <laughs> you borrow your mom's phone, you borrow your roommate's phone, and you, if you don't have two, like me, have two phones, you borrow a phone from a friend to take the picture using their phone and you airdrop it to yourself. I can read you all, listen, all right? So that's your morning. The whole of the day of your release date, every time someone tags you in their stories, you repost them onto your stories. Yes, what if no one's reposting me on their stories? You manufacture it. You tell your best friends a week early, the day my song comes out, can you do me a solid? Can you take a screenshot of Spotify, post it on your story, and tag me in it? Ask 10 friends, 20 friends, 50 friends. Repost every single one of them and add, big up, thank you, appreciate you, love, and just make a snowball effect that makes your whole community like, wow, why is everyone supporting this guy's song? I better go and listen to it. You're manufacturing the hype from scratch. If you don't think that's authentic, fine, don't do it. Stick with zero strings, I don't mind. I don't mind. And then in the evening, on your release day, you've had a very busy day. Like, I respect that you need to be not in a studio session, not in the Philippines with no Wi-Fi, not, not tied up at your job and unable to be on the phone. You pick your release day. And so your evening is finally when you post a banger reel. You know that one when you hired the videographer and you made this madness in a studio session? Now is the time to post that bit of content. The evening off your release. I call it a hero performance. Your best reel, essentially. Your best reel. You save it for the moment your song comes out. So now we need to post marketing. This is from your release date until the time you hit 10,000 streams. There are so, so, so many different ways you can do this. I have built a course that's available on my website, 50 pound, and I show 200 different ideas in there how you can do lip sync performances. I'll give you a selection of them. You could be walking through the aisles of a supermarket. You could replicate colors, hang the mic upside down, and you are in a colored background lip syncing to your song. You could make a fire in the booth style corner in your studio. You could be showing yourself um, in a really famous landmark, like a Big Ben or a London phone booth, and in whatever country you film the video in. If you're on holiday, you can use your holiday footage to show you're on a beautiful beach in the Maldives performing your song. There are so many different ways to post market your song, but the intention is a lip sync. You wanna drive traffic from social media to Spotify. You don't actually care how much love and engagement goes on the post, because that's the wrong mechanic and KPI to measure. So to make enticing content that people click onto, you wanna leave a cliffhanger. And what I mean by cliffhanger is, right at the end of the video where you're about to go from, excuse me, from the chorus to the verse, it cuts. 
And right where people expect more, you take it away from them. So they have a feeling that they're left unsatisfied from the real, and they want to go over to Spotify to listen more. There are so many ideas you can try, but I think what won't work, what won't work is a snippet of a music video. Because coming back to expectations again, using visuals to drive people to audio, the content they saw isn't the content they are receiving. Right? You haven't announced a music video yet. You haven't told people there's a music video coming. So why would a reel with a snippet of a music video, why would that drive people to Spotify to listen? So you have to use the right content to drive the right result.